Outlaws Outpost. Welcome, welcome, heroes, to the Outlaws Outpost, your unofficial guide to the best Overwatch League team. Brought to you by the Good Night and Good Game podcast and the official Houston Outlaw supporter group, the Lone Star Vanguard. I'm your host, James, a.k.a. Visitant, a.k.a. Viz, and with me today from the Lone Star Vanguard is Jordan, a.k.a. Cree Rex. there. And Joe, a.k.a. Nubatron. Howdy, howdy. It has been a while since we've been on the air. I've missed y'all so much. And so much has gone down since then. Um, I want to start with the Mid-Season Madness Tournament. I just want to play a little bit of catch-up real quick. And I think it's safe to say that Mid-Season Madness did not go as well as expected for the Outlaws? Question mark? Hey, it went about as expected as I expected the Outlaws <laughs> to perform in a tournament. Okay. Uh, we got, we got uh, like, a win out of the gate. So that right. was that was like, you know, oh. Good start. Good start. <laughs> yeah, we op- we opened up with this like blowout game against the Mayhem, and then afterwards we went up against the Gladiators, and we should we should probably talk about that game for a minute because I mean, we that... were. It's how I expect it to go when we play the Gladiators. <laughs> yeah, but there was something different about this game because I think this was the one new. If I'm right, that we were watching, we were doing a watch party for this one, and we were watching us go against the Gladiators, and it was like what happened like Uh, was it the loss of piggy was it what was it that just that was that was before yeah right that's what i'm saying like was piggy's loss like this morale dump for the outlaws and we just oh no 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 you think you're gonna be so i think the we played lads uh before that had even happened that's right that's right yeah Yeah, this is the mid-season tournament one yeah but yeah like it, it was still just like brutal, just like an 0-3 in mid-season madness. And I get that it's the gladiators and nothing but respect for the gladiators, but like my dude. <laughs> I, I mean, like, sometimes dude, I, I mean, there's a reason why we, we, you know, we ourselves also kind of like pick letters to go as far as they have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> true. But As much as I love the outlaws, every time I see us facing the gladiators in a tournament, 0-3, Mm. You have no why. faith. I, I, oh, I always at least three two in favor of the outlaws. I always oh, do no. it. I, the most I will give our team the benefit of the doubt is that I'll give us a two pointer um, <laughs> and make it a map five. But it usually always goes in favor of the gladiators, especially mm-hmm. when it's a tournament, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because the gladiators just dominate these tournaments. It seems. Um, yeah, but you know, like, which is why I'm kind of glad coming up but we'll get to there <laughs> yeah but like mid-season madness went like a weird way because like we started out you know three oming the mayhem and then it was an 03 against the gladiators and then we went against toronto and i kind of thought that one was going to be like in our favor but toronto like that was a three two which okay cool went to map five we're doing okay map five this season right like we can agree that my yeah. map fives are we've broken the curse a little bit uh, and then we go up against atlanta and just get body like yeah. rough. I mean, that, that was the revenge of Atlanta, though. Um, yeah. If you think about it, the, that first initial game where we played them, I mean, that was that we should have lost that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
But you know, I, I like the narrative though. I think it's building good narrative in the mm -hmm. sense that we've we've been boomed um, twice by the Glads now, mm -hmm. and then we turn around and boom them, right? True. So, um, and like we're getting this weird like rivalry with Atlanta. Like it's kind of a back and forth thing. Like true. that's. I mean, ever since we took their DPS and support. That's what it is. You're absolutely right. We took their DPS. Now they're mad. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's like a unwritten rivalry. It's like happy, probably, no matter what team he's on. He's got a rivalry with the Houston Outlaws because right. you know, we're the ones that, you know, dropped his contract. So, and I, I imagine Piggy will have a rivalry. With Lord us. help us when Piggy shows up somewhere. <laughs> I'm curious where Piggy's gonna go because he was—he's been—he's been hinting he's getting picked up. I'm just wondering by who. Yeah, he well, he, he, he dropped that text or that. Um... He he is in the states still, I believe. Yeah. I don't see him having traveled back already. So here, Washington needs a lot of help right now. So maybe <laughs> maybe except they have no budget. So I guess that might be yeah. on the equation. On the fourth, Piggy tweeted out the signing the contract gift. Yeah. So he signed with somebody. Yeah. We don't know. I'm excited to see where he goes next. I'll always support Piggy no matter what. I think that he is a very solid tank. It's sad that he hasn't been as utilized this season. I know that we picked up who's it, Lip for our other tank. Should we segue into this section? Uh we'll we'll get okay. You know what? I'm I'm getting <laughs> off track of my own script here. Um let's just kind of get out of midseason madness. We all know that it was a disaster. Um but you know what? New new stage, new us, new outlaws. I, I will say we went three or we won two games out of the four games, which is a better record than the outlaws have yeah. normally in tournament playoffs. So, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. And before we get in the next section, I've been wanting to point this out for a while. And I know that somebody's going to get mad at me for this one. Um, I have had a real problem. <laughs> Please don't be mad at me. With the fact that the casters have learned the term Houstonable or Houstonable, um, I, this is going to be <laughs> That's weird. A word. It's a word, but I always felt like it was our word. It was a word that like we as Houston fans cultivated and made our own. And now like the, all the casters know like what it is to be like Houstonable, and it's like. Guys, like that's that's ours. Please. Interesting. A, I think it's bullshit because it's not like every team in the league doesn't do what the, sh the shit that we do like you right. know what i mean everyone fumbles up i think it's just it's just they, they, they you know they're just jealous man they're just they just hate the, the, the fact that you know we have such a good ravenous fan base the, ca the casters have have continuously or even just the, the the panel themselves have given a shit for like how passionate houston fans are they're just like yeah you can't win with those houston fans like they'll just they'll just come at you and it's like bro we're just we just love our team like what can i say it's, it's an unabashed love for our team there's one caster in particular <laughs> that everyone knows who I'm like outside you of have a You have a vendetta. Of, outside of Outlaws games, perfect. But during an Outlaws game, they are the worst. <laughs> the absolute worst, and I hate it. I want to sign a letter where they can no longer <laughs> cast out. <laughs> All right, I, so. Yeah, I, go was, I was going to say about the Houston Bolt term. Mm -hmm. Uh I feel like Houston Bulls the only team, or the only team in the league that can get away with it because it sounds the best with it. Nobody, nobody cares about it. it's Washington a bull, right? <laughs> or if it's Boss, Dallas a bull, Boston a bull. Yeah, like, like, it, 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 it only works for Houston. So yeah. you know, while while you hate, 
that it's a word and that you know we're the ones that term or you know they coined it yeah uh we're we're probably the best team to have the, the word um associated with them because <laughs> washtonian a bowl it's a mouthful so let's go into the new meta, right? So before we get into the regular week's games, let's kind of talk about that. Uh, to kind of set the foundation here, I was watching Contenders during the weeks that it was on. So the Overwatch League was in a break. I watched Contenders um, just for funsies. Um, and it was pretty obvious from watching Contenders what the new meta was going to be at that point, right? We saw nothing but Junker Queen. The meta that we're currently seeing in the Overwatch League was in fact what... Um, we get we we got to see. So, one of the things I noticed that happened during that first week post Junker Queen meta was we saw this big shift where a lot of the lower tiered teams began performing really well. And I've had this theory in the back of my head for a while that I've been holding on to, and I really want to go into it. So, just very briefly. Um, we attended the first homestand game of the year. That was the Dallas versus Houston game. Uh, we got to work with the outlaws to go and do this during that time. Obviously we're hanging out with some of the outlaws higher ups and, and talking to them about stuff. Um, and I cannot remember whose name it was that I was working with in the uh, tech booth uh, for overwatch two, but um, I was asking him his opinions about various teams it might it might have been um and don't quote me because i'm gonna feel bad if i if i'm misrepresenting him here um i was like so what do you think about the glads and he's like oh yeah glads have been like so strong in scrims and da, 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 da. and then i started asking about some of the other teams and i think when i got to like vancouver or something like that um one of the things he said was oh well we really haven't seen a lot of vancouver and i was like well that's weird why are they just not scrimming and from what he was telling me and i apologize if i get this wrong he was saying that tier teams of a certain tier don't tend to scrim with the upper tier teams they scrim with contenders yeah and yeah, yeah. if and if that statement is correct that explains completely why you saw in the post midseason madness games all of these teams that were able to come out swinging against these higher tier teams because the higher tier teams are playing the current Overwatch League meta. All the Vancouver's and everybody below or in their bracket were all practicing Junker Queen for weeks with the contenders teams. And I think that's where we see the shakeup at. And I think that's why now we're only seeing this start to stabilize going into the next tournament because now the Overwatch uh, League teams are starting to play catch up to where all the contenders were that's just my theory just throwing it out there for the world <laughs> well i mean it makes sense um that the lower tier teams would have more practice i guess playing against teams that are practiced with jumper queen right. uh, and that would definitely you know explain why some of the titans mm -hmm. Not the actual Titans, but, you know, the Titans in the league right. being uh, Shock and Gladiators kind of suffered a little bit um, because they had their own, like, illusions of the meta that mm -hmm. were not what the meta ended up being. Right. Um, and so they weren't playing that way. And so it took them a couple matches or rounds or whatever to get into the flow of the, the kind of goats mentality of mm -hmm. 
the Junger Queen meta, mm -hmm. uh, where you just kind of run as a pack. Um, I feel like Dallas, even if they weren't scrimming with the lower tier teams, that's kind of the mindset they've been playing with this entire stage. So it's not a surprise that they did well. Mm -hmm. uh, but like the Gladiators is always a team that seems like a little bit more scrappy, and they usually rely on some like picture but team plays and stuff which is why like when you have to work together it didn't kind of gel yeah I, I i could see that but also like i really do think there's something to be said for a team like vancouver which has which arguably has gone over a big management change and everything you know we didn't even talked about that but if the teams like vancouver were playing against um, you know, contenders teams and already practicing the Junker Queen meta and the Overwatch League team, the main Overwatch League teams have not been practicing that. Um, that gave them the opportunity to come in and really start kind of like showing up against these top tier teams. And remember, when we came back from the midseason madness, we were all sitting in Discord watching that first weekend of games going, what the actual heck is going on here? So if, if I may, uh, on August 12th, Dante tweeted, and I remember reading this tweet, um, saying, oh my god, 70% of our team didn't know that Axe self-heals Queen until today, lol. Right. That um, was after the first match, too, wasn't that was it? After, right. That was after uh, the Excelsior match, when we were like, oh, dude, it's, it's New York, we got this in the bag, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and then New York and happened. We, and then we got clapped, yeah. Um, so... Anyways, yeah, I mean, that just kind of kind of goes to show I mean, prove a little bit more of your theory where, yeah, I think I call this meta baby goats yep. because it's basically it's just it's it's jotes, it's junker goats. Everybody's got a name for it. Yeah, it's poke, 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 sound barrier, Genji blade. Then uh, the, the rally comes out and then right. poke, 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 poke. And then someone will eventually die. It's, it's, it's become a meme in chat. Like if you watch the Overwatch League chat while it's going on, they'll just post what the order of the alts are. Yeah. Like this is this is the order that you'll you'll see them. Yeah. I, so I I at least think it's a little. I I appreciate the goats the jotes meta a lot more than the goats meta because right. at least you have flashy plays like uh, Sojourn popping off or Genji you know five k yeah. blading the entire team. So you know right. it's a little bit more fun to watch. But yes, it is. I was kind of curious about that. I was going to ask like, what are we feeling about the Junker Goats, the Jotes meta right now? Like, I mean, obviously we don't want to watch it forever, but you know, like, how do we feel about it as the the meta of the right now? It's like remember in stage one where Dallas was just playing like the Rush. like the Rush Reaper is yeah. essentially the same thing, but with different characters. Right. Um, so it's not like, it's instead of Zarya, it's Junker Queen. Instead mm -hmm. of Reaper, it's Genji. Instead sure. of Soldier 76, it's Sojourn. And, you know, it's it, it's pretty much the same thing, like, either way. Um, I miss the mid-seasons tournament, like, meta, where it was just kind of like, you could play whatever, and you don't know what you're going to get. You're just going to reach yeah. in a hat, and you're going to get reinhardt and winston or you're gonna get <laughs> uh or you're gonna get uh you know just pretty yeah. much whatever you can think of yeah um doomfist sigma you know just you name it it's probably mm -hmm. gonna be on the field at some point yeah um i believe the junker queen needed probably some more tweaks before going live um yeah. and they really didn't give her a counter 
other than herself. That's the thing, right? When we're seeing like, this meta, we're seeing one of two things. It's either, is it not Circuit Royale? If yes, then Junker Queen. If Circuit Royale, then Sigma. But well, like even that, then, it's been Junker yeah, Queen. Right. <laughs> even, as of, even as of late, it's been Junker Queen. But we did have a, a little bit yeah. of a period of time where we had Piggy in there doing, like, you know, the whole Well, that Sigma was thing. before the Junker Queen. Yeah. Piggy got that's right, released that's right. shortly before, shortly around the that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah we picked up. Game. It was a second game. Because second we game. picked up Lep and Doge for the first game. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to the meta we got off very fortunate because we got a tweet from the you know development team saying like look we realized junker queen is a little overpowered sorry about that we'll fix it after the tournament but like we have to adhere to the rules and not patch till after tournament and that kind of relaxed everybody even i said it i think last time we got together was you know hope you like the meta for a while because if they're not doing any development updates that's what we're stuck with and they came in and said hey we're going to do those development updates so the junker goats the that meta is okay to me just because we know that we're just going to be seeing it for right now and it's a way to show off your new character great um at least like you were to your earlier point Cree, at least the Jotes meta is better than the Goats meta because the Goats meta is like put up two shields and everybody hide behind it and good luck getting a pick. Whereas honestly, there's a lot of coordination that goes into the Junker Queen meta that I honestly think that now that we have, you know, the Overwatch League higher ranked teams getting into it you're seeing it being performed very precisely yes it's very methodical yes you know when those ults are going to happen yes it can get a little bit tedious after watching eight games in a day around it right but it does require a certain amount of finesse and coordination and i think that that's what you're seeing when you see you know lucio's get headshotted you know when they're just when they're out of position right out of being out of position in this meta is just a killer Unless you're the Genji. Right, unless you're the Genji who's allowed to just be out of position at that point, right? Yeah. Because if the Genji's not in the back line harassing the supports, you're going to lose the fight. (laughs) Right. I I made it a point today. Just I don't don't watch like uh, uh, all the games like I used to. Mm -hmm. Um, I basically just, I'll pick one or two and be like, okay, these are the ones I want to watch that that make sense, you know? Um, And and I'll do that because, yeah, other other than that, I I can't can't, uh, deal with that anymore of like, at that point, you're just beating your head against the against the wall, right? Sure. So, yeah, there, there, you're some... not a real fan, noob. <laughs> uh, the rest of us watch all the matches. There, there's some games that it's like, okay, these two teams are not very good at this meta, and they're just gonna run into the wall with this meta over and over again. It's yeah. definitely, I've definitely noticed the teams that are not doing well mm-hmm. don't have good Genjis, um, and right. I feel like you have to have a really good Genji in this meta to like make it to this tournament and like it kevster just it was wasn't. it was kind of like tracer this time last yeah. year basically like kevster was not doing it like and uh the gladiators who knows what the heck happened there they kind of fell apart and mm-hmm. uh you know then you know, then then people tweeted things and then even fell apart even more so you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's um <laughs> it's a disaster um but like your dps have to definitely be present mm-hmm. in these games otherwise you're gonna lose yeah um your your junker queen has to be kind of good your supports have to be good basically everybody has to be bring their a game like i remember watching a couple of the like uh london games and being mm. like okay if admiral and landon don't step up they're 
their like support game, this team's gonna not make it to the finals. And then they just went like crazy pop off and they yeah. destroyed and they made it to the finals. But like there was a, you know, a period in that first map and that last match against Toronto where it was like uh, you could, <laughs> you could lose. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the regular week's games to kind of get us up to speed. So our first game that we went up against was New York, and that was a 2-3. Y'all. <laughs> well, it was the first game, that was the first game of, of a new know, meta. Of a new with meta, new right? characters, new, meta, new right? maps. My, uh, whole, my whole theory right there, so. Uh, and then we also picked, that was the week we picked up Doge and Lep. Mm-hmm. And they were playing on Ping. Huh? Mm-hmm. Were they playing on High Ping too? Wasn't uh, Lep like not in the States? Lep was in the States, Doge is not. Oh, okay. Do- Doge is a European player. Mm-hmm. So Doge would be the one that was out of town or out of state country. You know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, technically out of state, you're not wrong. It's true, true. But he would have had the higher ping because he was um, out of the country. Lep is now in the States, at the yeah. facility. No, he's always in the States. He's at the facility yeah, sure, now. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the States. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he... Uh, he's been playing consistently. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's been... He's in the States now. Um what was it? Doge is the one that's in Europe. He played the first two maps of this game. And or was it the first three or four? He played the first, like, yeah, the first, the first of the bit game. of it, yeah. They yeah. won the first two Cause maps. Because we were all, we were all screaming, was, like, why are you not swapping at this point? Well, the, the, they played the first two maps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he looked great. They were spawn camping. They were doing the same things they were doing throughout the stage. But then Yaki <laughs> had like a brain aneurysm and was just like, <laughs> like he was just with the you know flying with the wind and I, I appreciate the the noises for people who are gonna <laughs> listen to the podcast afterwards. Oh um, yeah, my hands are going all over the place. Yeah, he like Yaki woke up and like I said, this meta is very dependent on having your DPS ready to pop off because mm-hmm. if your DPS aren't popping off uh, it doesn't matter if everybody else is popping <laughs> off because you're probably not going to win um, but yeah Yaki woke up that game and then he just kind of was like Flora Fauna, Mariana hop on my back <laughs> um, and he just took the, the New York and just carried them and then we were right. trying to salvage what was what we could Mm-hmm. Uh, by putting Dante in in the last map, but because Dante it was, it was too late. Been, Dante didn't really play the other game, the other matches, that he wasn't really warmed up. Yeah, and so like just throwing him in the last map and be like, "All right, Dante, go kill them." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it it was what it was. I'm actually proud of you know how well New York was able to to play throughout this stage. They were looking better, um, and. Yes, it's good. It's it, good. It, Honestly, it was, when, it com- when it comes to New York, it's kind of like how the mighty have fallen. And it almost, yeah. you it's almost kind of feels bad 
because they just were one of the best and they're struggling right now. Uh, if I'm wrong, we've never beaten them, right? Or have we beaten them once? We, 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 uh, we beat them this stage or, or this uh, year already, I believe, mm -hmm. which was the first time we beat them. Yeah, and I, then, yeah. Cause I know yeah, there, I, was, there was for the, for the longest time, it just was like, oh boy, here's a, you just get automatically just put the L for every time you right. get Nixle. Yeah. But yeah, they went to um, the APAC region, so we just didn't see them for a while. Um, mm -hmm. So we didn't really have a chance to defend our, our, our <laughs> name. Right. Um, but yeah, they had a couple rough years over in APAC, and then they came back to the States right. um, to have a couple more rough years. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, welcome back, New York. <laughs> they're, 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 you know, stepping it up again. So, you know, while the loss hurt, it was also a new meta. It is true. All the lower tier teams were doing that was it. The, that was so the like, what the hell weekend for everybody. Uh, that was the one where everyone was like, I, my pickums are dead. And oh, was, yeah. Nobody got points that week. It was horrible. I did. <laughs> and then I, I haven't gotten any since. <laughs> and then oh. from, from New York, we moved on to the Gladiators. So we went from our loss to New York up against the Gladiators. This was the game that I expected to go this way. I always feel like there's a 3-2 when it comes to the Gladiators. I know that the Gladiators are a top, or at least considered a top tier team until this last bracket um and i knew this one was going to go the distance right and it felt like w was this the game that we reverse swept on that one i can't remember uh i have to look it up but uh, okay. it it was a a game that caused a lot of feelings to come out <laughs> right yeah it was an, it was an excellent match against the gladiators going to map five like it, it was like down to the wire against them um watching this game at a three two against the gladiators kind of instilled this faith in me going like you know we can compete against the top tier teams um you know we've we've been a top tier team throughout all of this but us going up against the Glads like this was really a sign of, hey, we're going to be pushing our way through. I think it was maybe Watchpoint on Sunday. They were saying, like, you know, they think this could potentially be, not to, like, jinx it, like, the, the tournament for the Outlaws coming up. Um, obviously, the Jotes meta is working very well for them. Dante's popping off with the Junker Queen. Um, obviously, Gladiators just couldn't keep up. They're kind of falling short. But this was the beginning signs of that, right? Like, yeah, we went to map five against the best while we're all still learning the new meta and managed to come out on top. Okay, so I looked it up. This was the one of the many Houstonable matches mm -hmm. uh, where we were up by two. They got two more points, but right. then we won on map five. Right. Um, so that was the joke. Uh, but I, I, when I went to go check it, I remember the game and that was the the series that like those last two maps like Kevster and Ons, like you know they they woke up <laughs> they were like we're about to get three out by Houston mm. and they said not today <laughs> and they were playing um, crazy out of their minds but like eh, the rest of the team just didn't seem like they were all fully there mm -hmm. and then yeah that was. That was the that was the one that caused a lot of feelings to happen <laughs> afterwards, um, 
And uh, yeah, that, that's when the gladiators changed up the roster. <laughs> right. So all of us were just like riding the high of beating the gladiators, right? We we're looking at this going like, holy crap, outlaws beat the gladiators. Yes, it went to a map five. Doesn't matter. Ju we won. Doesn't matter. And then we roll up against London. What? This, this entire series of games that we are describing is the most Houston Outlaws well, thing. Well, the, after the Gladiator game, it was the day before the Gladiator game was when Piggy got released. Right, right. So, uh, it was it was after the Gladiators game that Piggy got after, released. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it was before the Spitfire game, though, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 even though, give credit to, to London, um, man, I honestly think that we were just mentally not there that week. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you can just kind of, you can just kind of tell. That was that was definitely a rough week for the the players. Cause we got, because we got we got o three'd in that. Like we got yeah, bodied we got by London. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I and I very like distinctly remember just kind of like hearing the stories, like you know, from from like the staff and from the players too, about how it's just kind of like, yeah, like Pelican and Piggy, like they literally can't be put in the same room uh, whenever they're traveling because they're not gonna go to sleep. They're gonna stay up all night fucking around, like you know just you know being friends and whatnot like right um and so although it, it happened um i'm i'm like i i have no shadow of my doubt that it was it was a matter of like you think it was morale uh, well yeah but but i mean like as far as the whole, the whole thing what happened is like piggy probably just wanted to start and it was just like dude like you're not cutting it but yeah and then obviously it's like yeah your best friend gets released from the team like um you know everyone loved him like you know he's a fan favorite like everyone is just kind of left as like why what happened but i think if you he, he was our he, he was our first like outlaws on air interview he was fantastic yeah he was great and i yeah, and obviously we love him but i, I think mm -hmm. you know i think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall um a couple of weeks you know a couple of weeks ago a month ago whenever we we, we were hanging out with with the uh the phoenix guard uh awesome group of folks by the way mm. um you know um Hate to say something nice about Atlanta, but they're really nice. <laughs> but yeah, they mentioned that was like, look, this is the reality. If Dante's in, we might lose. If Piggy's if Piggy's in, we're gonna win. And it's and and yeah. it's just you know, unfortunate that just kind of was a sentiment around the league, and it's unfortunate. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I uh, well, I mean, I think this is a talking point later, and I will like touch base on this, but. I think the way the the league has set up and the way the series and everything has been going um, recently, that there was just no way for the players to succeed. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, you can just see all those, all, how many roster adjustments and cuts there have there been the season alone. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that's probably the topic for, for, for another day, but. Well, it, yeah, it's, I think it's a talk a bit later in the, <laughs> in the show. So, the uh, okay. I, 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 yeah. I review the notes. Okay? I appreciate that. Um, Unlike some people. So no. I know this conversation is about to happen and I'll save my points for that. But yeah, mm. it, it, but yeah, yeah P Piggy is one of those players that likes to grind in practice and he just didn't have that opportunity to grind in practice and you know learn and it doesn't help that the 
heroes that have been meta hmm. aren't necessarily they, they're, his, they don't, like, they don't wheelhouse. Fit. Like, yeah. uh, he never really played Doomfist. And I, and I said, when Doomfist became Tank, that you're probably going to see a lot of DPS players pl picking up this role. Yep. Which is what happened for the Outlaws, because Dante mm -hmm. is a Doomfist player, and he already understands the mechanics of Doomfist. So, you know, that didn't change. You know, oh, yeah. When we, when we were at the, the Dallas game in San Antonio, like, I walked right up to the Michael, the GM, like, before we knew anything. And I was like, so I have a theory. Not if I'm correct. And I was like, Dante's our new tank. And he was like, I can't say anything. And I'm like, I know it. I'm right. And yeah, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the DPS move over to, to tank roles. And I'm not saying that tanks can't play the Doomfist. Right. But there have been more successful DPS Doomfist than there have been tank Doomfist. Right. Tank player Doomfist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I called that in episode one of the Outlaws that. Oh yeah, Dante yeah. You you you, you 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 called it before the rest of us did. You uh, knew you knew it for I a fact. I saw it. Yep. Um, it just didn't. But the thing is, it just Doomfist doesn't feel like the type of character that Piggy would, you know, be right. able to get good on. He has. On, he has. He has on a, the current ladder. Yeah. He has aggression, but it's protected aggression. That's the reason the Sigma works so well for him, is he can and, and be aggressive. Diva. Right, exactly. Those work oh. really well for him. But that that mentality doesn't necessarily shift, so. Right. Um, so next up for the regular week's games, we have to talk just very briefly about Vancouver. It seemed like we got over the hump. I mean, I get it. It's Vancouver, but we did body Vancouver. Like, we 3 owed them. I mean, Vancouver's been looking good, but... They you know, have been, right? That, good for it, them. Was that the game that Merritt just, like... Yeah. Wrecked everybody? <laughs> yeah. Um, Merritt yeah. woke up. Mer Merritt had a, you know, news flash, and he was like, hey, I'm actually really good at this character. <laughs> um, but yeah. He's know. always really good. Like, he's so so amazingly talented. But, like, there, there are games where he's a lot more quiet in... Right. In the in the like, if Merritt's three K, if Merritt's three K one shot doesn't <laughs> on, go down in Overwatch League Hall of Fame, I don't know what does. That we're gonna see that clip for years. Oh come. yeah, absolutely. Oh, that that clip's gonna be like rotated frequently yeah. on all of the lateral. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're already seeing it, and it's only been like a month or two. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Uh. Vancouver, that was, yeah, I remember that game. Vancouver, like, Merritt woke up and started, like, popping off. And then Vancouver was like, oh, we must shut down Merritt. And then Pelican was like, hey, I'm here, too. <laughs> and uh, that, that, was, that was angry Pelican. <laughs> that yeah. was angry Pelican game. Um, like, Merritt was popping off, but that was angry Pelican. And then, mm. like, as soon as Vancouver was like, oh, Take out the take out the sojourn and the ash, and you win the game. And Merritt's <laughs> like, you thought, <laughs> um, yeah. I, just, I remember that game. And then the game after that was Atlanta, and it was even more angry Pelican. Ooh man, that Atlanta game! Like I said, like Atlanta's feeling a little bit like a rival this season. Like it, How it, many it's back and have forth. We had now with them? It, it's why it's Houston. It's right. always three two. It's always three two with Houston. 
it was it's it was actually really fun because uh because of the last podcast that we did with the atlanta group they did cordially invite me into their their discord and kind of hang out with them and so we got to get to see what each other like that's really trash talking there's a like everybody's like very critical of each other's teams but we're not like your team's bad screw you it's just like hey you guys are performing well nicely done um and then in, you know in the atlanta chat they're just like god we're so angry that we lost pelican all the time like that, that's all they say and <laughs> i love you guys that, that was also another huge snowball game because <laughs> uh, it was we started up three and then it went we down did. to like the map five and it's like it's like we got to stop doing this right like just just three oh just body somebody like that's all we want like please stop turning these things around it's disturbing and it makes me sad and angry and way too many feelings all at once we've yeah. gone to, we've gone to map five twice with them we've won them both times but mm -hmm. they, they, in, they do have a three one over us in, right. in in the tournaments they've beaten us mm -hmm. every time that we've come up against them yeah I, re I remember that game like Pelican was sweating real hard because I kept seeing him like like wiping his hands <laughs> off on his like collar and then like going back to like <laughs> and then like after the fight he was over he would like wipe his hands off again and then, <laughs> oh man I, yeah I remember watching that one and just being like ooh Pelican's mad <laughs> <laughs> when he starts really, sweating he's really into it because he <laughs> grab his collar dry his hands off <laughs> yeah uh and that kind of brings us up to this last week we only had one game we were playing against the washington justice uh would I, i'm sorry washington fans would we even call that a game we yeah washington. that was over fast <laughs> man that was <laughs> that was a blink and you miss it moment that was like i was out doing something i may have been getting like a haircut or something like that i'm like oh the houston game's starting i'll like catch up with it like after i'm done and by the time i got out i was like wait it's over i went to the kitchen and made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then i went back to the bedroom to watch the game and it was over yeah there you go uh, um yeah it was yeah uh, I feel like our, our team definitely is like waking up to the meta, getting a good like grasp on it and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I have no uh, worries so much about this like upcoming tournament. Um, I know we're probably going to end up against Shock very early, early on. If, yeah. Um, and that one might be a a questionable matchup. Um, but like. Shock and Dallas are really the only team. So Shock has a history of choking at tournaments. In, uh, in LAN, especially. In, in LAN. We, we, know, we know that, I think their tank, is it their tank Mikey is not, is not going to be there for that. So Shock's going to be down. But they've been playing Kaluge. That is true. That is true. So um, they, they really haven't played Mikey too much um, mm. recently. It's always It's been Kaluge in the, yeah. uh, in the games. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it, no. yes, it's like yes, we'll, they're down one man, but it's like oh, this guy hasn't really been playing. So right, is, right. Are they really yeah. down one man? Yeah, that um, makes sense. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm just writing the shock isn't good at lands high right now. <laughs> well, and they got taken down a peg by the Dallas by the fuel, fuel last week. So even if we do end up against shock. 
and we win that game because they're, you know, down on themselves a little bit. Then we have to face the fuel. <laughs> that is so, true. I'm just like double checking my pickums real quick. But yeah, like it, it's, uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, obviously I want Houston to go all the way. I think the fuel finally, I said at the beginning of the season, I thought that the fuel was being overrated. Um, and I stand by my initial assessment of the fuel then. Um, I think everybody else was seeing the potential of the fuel, um, but not what they were. Now I'm seeing the fuel start to come into their own. I don't think they're quite all the way there yet, but I think they're going to be angry going into this tournament. I think that that's going to be a big thing for them is just like the them trying to bounce back from the, the rough spot that they were in. And, and this, like I said before, this is very similar to the stage, stage one, stage mm -hmm. one, whatever you want to call it, meta, where yeah. it was the Zarya Reaper rush, just take all those characters and replace them with the, the Jotes characters, and, right. you know, you got yourself. Which is you kind know. of why it works okay for London sometimes. I think that they were just way too, uh, not to sidetrack to London, but they were very obsessive about the Rhine meta, so... And they're very like determined to like make the May work. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, they are. They are. And and they're good at it, but not. Yeah. It doesn't work all the time. So yeah, it's like, very situational. Um, I'm. So, I was so glad this past weekend where they just didn't bring out the May and they just went straight goat jokes and just destroyed. Yeah. Um, it, it's when they when they try to be cheeky, um, that it kind of hurts them a little bit more. Yeah. But we get to see that matchup again. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what first thing, um, first week, first day of the tournament. First day of the tournament. So, yeah, that's um, what it looks like. So can so, London beat Toronto in Toronto on Toronto with? Toronto? I, I I think I actually picked Toronto to go fairly far, just because I I I just wanted to give them home field advantage. I picked them to go fairly far. I did not pick them to go all the way. They are gonna falter. They are still Toronto, but but I, I, but I have not done that pick up, so I should probably you, do this pick yeah, up. absolutely should. And you only get to lock it in once, so yep, yep. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I, I I'm so mad. I finally was able to do the crystal ball pickums mm -hmm. because the first time I forgot, the second time I somehow experienced the glitch, the 45 mm -hmm. minute oh, glitch. Oh god, yeah. The system where like it wasn't saving. Yeah. Um and. Uh, I I hit that time frame just perfectly, and I didn't get it in for that one because by the time I figured out what was happening, the game's already started, so I couldn't yep. do the crystal ball. And so then I finally get the crystal ball pickums, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Gladiators, Houston." That's exactly what my pick was. Those were my crystal ball picks. I was like, "Obviously, lock it down, <laughs> Gladiators, Houston, locking it in." Yeah. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yes, finally get to do it, Gladiators in Houston," and I'm like. Come on, gladiators! <laughs> I, but you know, honestly, if that's the reason they didn't make the games, I, I'll pick them again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, not having gladiators in this tournament is actually gonna be really nice because um, they won't be I the ones that knock us out. <laughs> it, it will be a real test for both uh, the shock and for fuel. And fuel, I think, are hungry. The shock, this will be the test of if they can shake the nerves finally. And I think it actually might actually be a good thing for our team. Um, we haven't played shock or Dallas in a while. Mm -hmm. So that'll be an interesting like matchup because we haven't really been playing the same 
teams as much. So yeah. it's kind of hard to say, okay, how are the outlaws going to do in this meta up against Shock? How are the outlaws going to do in this meta up against Fuel? Um, so if we end up getting kind of far-ish in this tournament, those are the two people that we're going to have to worry about. Absolutely. Um, and it seems like the desk is kind of high on the Houston train. <laughs> they are a little bit, which, which makes then, me nervous. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Makes that's me what nervous. I was going to say. I was yeah. like, they need to kind of like calm it down <laughs> a little bit uh, because every time you get high in the outlaws, the outlaws are like, woo! Yes, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, we're, we're very reasonable people here. We're excited for our team to win. We can't get too excited. Don't, don't put that's too where much we're at. excitement on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the you know there's there's some interesting factors that are gonna play in these like tournaments and stuff. So we'll, we will have to wait and see how things go. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it was a little bit of a rocky midseason madness. How are we kind of feeling going into this tournament though? The way that we always go into any tournament, Dallas. <laughs> Is we're gonna win a couple matches and then we're gonna lose we're gonna like... ride the lightning we're gonna ride the lightning uh we'll we'll get past the first round then we'll probably we'll probably play the shock in the second uh that one's gonna be a wild one um mm. i'm not even gonna worry about it you know what i mean no. i i uh i i always pick the ls to win 3-0 because i'm blind like that um <laughs> Blind faith. No, Blind I think faith. I, I think I think I went three two outlaws. I expected it to like at least be a little bit of a fight on that one, but it is against the shock, so it could go either way. Yeah, I think that we, when it comes to this upcoming tournament, um, I'm starting to see in motion what I had really not predicted, but really thought about when I when the character of Junker Queen was introduced, and I knew that Dante was playing Doomfist as a tank. My mind went, "This is a Dante tank." This is a tank that is built specifically for Dante, and we should see him acting as such. And so I think that now that we see the team clicking the way that they are, um, we do see, yeah, like, yeah, Atlanta was 3-2, but mm, with those first two, like, we did really good on them. Um, I think this is a good opportunity. I think that there's a very, very good chance we come into this summer showdown and can actually throw some hands. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I I think with Pelican and uh, Merit being very comfortable in these characters that they're playing, um, I think I I think uh, Lastro and uh, Lep playing the Brig and the Lucio, they're looking pretty clean. Um, Lep, true. Lep is just like. We really didn't get to talk about Lep too much. He is a very underrated contenders player, and I'm so glad we picked very him up. Very underrated. Um, All of our contenders pickups were so good this year. Yeah. Uh, like he, he he was a good, good happy surprise. <laughs> um, and while I loved Lastro and the Lucio, like Lep, that's his guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I remember watching the first couple games and just like left was just like hanging out on the like rafters and like we lost the fight and he was like, all right, cool. Shoot. He just like bounced his way out. And it was just like, you know, he, he had that like survivability, survivability factor mm-hmm. um, as Lucio that like Lastro necessarily didn't have down as much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Lastro and Lep have been fantastic, uh, very underrated. Uh, Lastro's break has been popping, popping. Very off. solid, very solid. Um, and you know, I'm glad that they are um, on those roles. Honestly, I think, <laughs> honestly, I think Dante might be the weakest. Really? One in 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 our, on our team in that specific role. That's a bold uh, statement. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm just saying like, I think Dante gets outplayed more often mm-hmm. than the other four players in the team. And it could just be the fact that it's the tank role, and right. you know, tank role thinks differently. But yeah. like, is Junker Queen a tank? I'm I'm sorry. I'm not gonna get into semantics. I'm sorry. I'm it, not gonna do that. She's like a hog. Right. So she she she, like, she fancy hog. She's a tank, but only in yeah. health. Right. Um. But like, you know, Dante sometimes misses his rampages, or mm-hmm. you know, like. Sure. He shouts too early and stuff like that. Like there, there's little nuances of like Junker Queen that like I see the like outplay potential, um, and so like those little factors are all that are are very important in the the Jotes meta. Right. Um, whereas if you time your you know shouts right and your bleeds right and your rampages right, you're gonna win the fight. Yeah. Um, and so like honestly. Like I said, I feel like Dante is the weakest of the four in that specific role. Um, that if you're going to see some outplay potential, it's going to be against Dante and not against. I, I accept the like Dante is the weaker one only in the sense that because all the other players pop the fuck off so much. <laughs> Like Maris popping off, Pelicans popping off. Like I'm so mad that everybody's like talking about profit or whatever. Like, just Pro- stop. Proper? Like I, proper, yeah. Everybody's, yeah, talking yeah. About, everybody's talking about proper. I'm like, shut up. Like I get it. Everybody has everybody. <laughs> he's, he's a newbie. We got. He, everybody's in on the memes. It's fine. But I'm like between like both Pelican and Maris. Like we have, we have the sauce (laughs) we have the sauce (laughs) the only reason reason we haven't had that is because we haven't gotten as far as as they have and they're the younger team so they're like oh this guy's the future of the league kind of how the way the pelican was last year right sure sure Um, i get that so i think that 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 is how dare you bring logic into this conversation joe how Dare. Let me tell you something, but I hate that son of a bitch too, though. Don't, don't <laughs> you know, I remember just distinctively we were playing on Colossio when we were playing the Shock, um, the one of the first times we played them, mm-hmm. and um, like our like our backline was constantly being harassed, and we could not do anything about it. Like there was times when you God, who was our uh, Lastro uh, would be on Ana, right? Would just be there like scoping. That's Iris. Iris. And like, he'd just be like, ding, 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 ding. And like, he wouldn't even turn around and address him. And I'm like, my guy, like, what are we doing here? And that, right. that's, that's why Iris is no longer on the team. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's uh, why. It, the it, hell it, with it, Iris. It just felt like he proper is, has a really good, uh, he's just so good at doing that and just disrupting mm. the back line. And it's just, the instincts that he has, when to get out, when not, is, I mean, for mm. someone that, that, you know, 
get younger, so it's the same. But proper, or not proper, Pelican is now showing those levels of that Genji play. True. Um, because, like, I feel like in this specific meta, Pro, uh, Pel Pelican, oh my god, I'm gonna do this for a while. <laughs> uh, Pelican's always in, like, the back line. Like, you're seeing Pelican dive in on the high ground going after the supports, and yeah, maybe maybe Pelican gets killed, but, like, he usually usually will trade with either the Lucio or the Brig, and guess what? <laughs> you win the fight, because they're down a healer. Yeah. Uh, you may be down a DPS, but guess what? Right. We have Merit in the background, you know, hitting headshots and stuff, and, you know, then, then we win the fight. Uh, but, like, it feels like lately Pelican just goes in unpunished <laughs> um that is true but yeah i mean pelican's been the one that's been going in and trying to get as many like kills and stuff um and sometimes lep will go with him uh but yeah for the most part it's just like we sent you know genji i choose you <laughs> throw the pokeball and there goes pelican can we also just talk about Lep just really quick about how, sure. how uh, he's a family man you know he's got kids um and i don't know if you saw in the most recent uh uh little kind of like piece of content they were putting out about um like what's your favorite movie and why uh everyone was it's god everyone just kind of had like Die Hard and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but it kind of like staple movies. Uh, I can't. I remember like Dante said the interview was one of his. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Lep came in. He was like, "Yeah, I like these movies because they make me reflect on myself and things like that." And we're like, "Oh, oh shit!" I forgot <laughs> what which ones it, what, what they were, but but I love that we kind of have that like father figure in there now, kind of like. <laughs> It's like this dad playing with these young kids. Uh, so I, you're you're just trying to believe that you can still get picked up by the outlaws. No, That's what I you're saying. No, 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 I can't. This is you being like, it, yeah, I'm a dad. Except for I think he's the youngest. <laughs> you know, it's just well, it's the thing. I think it's funny. Like for the longest time, because we also make fun of kind of like Trill was one of one of our LC uh, uh, folks who. Wow, way to call out Trill right on the no, air. No, 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 wow. Trill. Trill, no, Trill, Trill says it all the time too. I mean, that one time we we put the LSV together and we like we went to down to Sixth Street and we won a tournament at at, uh, at Valhalla or whatever. We we're like the the, the Sixth Street Warriors or whatever. But it's just like everyone there is a bunch of kids and it's like here's Trill driving up from San Antonio, you know, like <laughs> having to put his two kids to bed before coming on up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just, it, it's cool to see that. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know that it's not all these like irresponsible little shit bags. It's this guy. This is a man, you know, and he has mm. a family, and he's and he's working for that. He's so a like, man. He's a Tom Brady of the league. God damn it! I'm calling it out. <laughs> but, but I'm pointing out he's also the youngest one on the team. Is he really? He's twenty. He's oh, twenty. Oh wow! Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. He started early, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, accidents happen. Yeah. Yeah. So but we you know, know what? not everyone, you know, it's not always an accident. It's sexist. Just deal with it. Uh, so we know that after the summer showdown, uh, there's going to be a bunch of balance changes going around Junker Queen. Uh, it, I assume that in typical Blizzard fashion, they're probably going to undertune her to almost an in, inoperable level. I guess we'll see afterwards. This is just rumor and speculation. Obviously, we're talking about it. I think it was the outlaw, not outlaw, it was Dante that said something. It was like, you know, if you didn't nerf Doomfist, 
been there would have been some sort of like counterplay to the Junker Queen. Mm. Uh, because I believe like his uh like knockup was the only thing that could possibly stop her like rampages and stuff. And, Except like, for Brig. And and her movement. Mm-hmm. Um and that when they nerfed that aspect of Doomfist, mm-hmm. um the, there went that like counterplay to the movement aspect of the the game. So like, if Doomfist still had that kind of like slow down knock up where you know if he goes in and slams them down and they pop up after they hit a, a shout, mm-hmm. then then they're not moving anywhere and they're easier to kill. Right. Um. So if if they would just maybe give like. Doomfist or another character, some sort of like ability to like slow down that like m- movement buff or like you're you're almost talking about building around um the Junker Queen herself, like keeping her abilities at a certain level. But I, I would almost, still say almost... take her down a couple notches. But right. like I think by you know putting her up here and then taking everybody else down here now. You know, it's there's a very big gap. Whereas if you take her down here, but put mm. people back up here, then there's right. a little bit more. I, I honestly just take away the healing that she gets from from throwing her knife, um, mm. because that's her. That's her sustain, though. Yeah, that's that's. The, I mean, that's not that's, her only source of sustain. Um, mm. and uh, but if if you look at kind of the the, the playing style uh, of Dragon Queen, right? So a lot of the poke, what they can do with this like this poking or whatever throws mm-hmm. this thing she can w- then hit someone start getting that healing go behind a wall recall it even from behind the wall right take that away or lessen that away and then the second that you see someone oh Junker queen's retreating then we press w because she's not getting her um her heels off back. right yeah. so right. I, it, it kind of that's why this it, that's why we're we're calling it baby goats right because it's just kind of like fucking nothing dies um so look the way to fix it is take something away that's gonna make someone die, right? I I will admit I didn't play much Junker Queen when she was in the beta. She was a lot of fun because you couldn't it. play her. Everybody was playing her. Well, I mean, I I didn't play the beta as much during mm-hmm. that time frame because I just had other stuff going on. So like, I'm not like a hundred percent like okay, this is how things work in the game versus yeah. like versus what I'm watching on screen. So there's like a there's a bigger disconnect. <laughs> I think that honestly, the, the the most honest answer I could give about all this is that I don't know how it's going to work until I see Blizzard post what changes are being made to Junker Queen, and then I can make a more accurate assessment of like, okay, this is how this is going to affect the meta after this. But we did pick up Doge, which I think, while Doge, what are what are his what are his specialties? He is a main tank, right? So he plays the Winston, the Reinhardt. Um, I think the last thing like he was really good at was the ball, because um, I think there was like a ball meta meta going on in contenders. Yeah, uh, very, he, very, very briefly, yes. He did very well in that um, aspect. Um, so he he is definitely like a main tank player, but he came out and played the Junker Queen for us uh, that first week. So he seems like one of those players that is flexible and is not like i'm only a reinhardt winston player i can kind of play more of the other tanks if needed sure. uh, so i think 
he is a good pickup in the fact that he has a little bit more flexibility. While, while Piggy is not a bad player, Piggy was not really a main tank player. Um, and that was his like biggest downfall, especially since he wasn't able to like grind the main tanks and like figure out how to play with them um, and learn how to play with them. So whatever meta we end up going into after this Junker Queen meta, I don't really worry so much for the Outlaws because I think they're going to be okay uh, one way or another. Uh, it's just more of a how bad did things get nerfed and you know right. what it, what else is getting nerfed outside of the Junker Queen so even if you mm -hmm. move away from the Junker Queen is Genji going to get a nerf is you know Soldier 76 going to get a buff you know mm -hmm. what what other changes are going to happen and that that's going to really determine what's going to happen to us sure <laughs> um, sure i totally get it so. um so let's not so that we're entering into the world of like rumor and speculation with this and i know that it's hard to think about something like this since we don't know what blizzard is planning for the nerfs and or buffs or what they're going to be doing going forward um let's take that out of the equation let's just talk about teams for a second so outside of the outlaws do you think that there are any of the lower bracket teams that can keep their momentum from this meta and move it into a post-Junker Queen world? Should Junker Queen not be better anymore? I think the Vancouver Titans have something going for them. Okay. They, Explain. They, they changed up their coaching staff. They have DP now. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, I don't remember if they really like changed up their roster as much, but I feel like they had one swap. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think bringing in a coach who has like kind of more experience, especially on a higher level team, because that's what happened to us. Mm -hmm. We brought in junk buck and look at us now. Like we're, we're giving results now versus when we were running with other coaches that weren't giving results and so uh Deepay has a history of giving results and the fact that he's now on that the vancouver titans i'm wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing uh their team start getting like molded a little bit more um and they will carry on any of this momentum from the uh summer showdown and in, into uh future uh games i don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs mm -hmm. um, i'm not gonna you know call it now but you know right they definitely seem to be on the up and up mm -hmm. um compared to uh maybe some of the other teams that are okay. in that lower bracket uh, i feel like london got knocked down a peg that is true they um, did maybe toronto might still have like a high after all this um i just don't know how well they'll carry that on but okay. i feel like having a land event in your hometown it's definitely a buff definitely a yeah. buff yeah. there e even if you don't win it's gonna you're gonna see the fans you're gonna see the people cheering mm -hmm. for you and you know that that there is just like a mental buff it is absolutely <laughs> a mental buff um so like um good motivation yeah, yeah, exactly. So we shall see. 
No, but about you, what is there what lower bracket teams do you think can can really survive and thrive in a post junker queen meta? None of them, because we're gonna stop on all of them. So. <laughs> oh, noob just throwing down the gauntlet right now. Basically, all it is just stay down there, peasant. You know, I mean, there's no, there's no lower bracket team that no, you're just like, no. I'm happy when they win. No, you're just like, I'm outlaws. That's it. Uh, a lower bracket team that that I uh, wish would be doing bit. I mean, I the gladiators. I was gonna <laughs> say that actually. I was like, that's the lower bracket team I wish was doing better. No, I, man, you know, I feel bad for Paris. Uh, like, you know, they they're. Uh, mark my words mark my words when they move to to vegas, vegas we will see a different team and i don't mean that in terms of like just like roster i mean like vegas will pay for the best well, the way that like new york sports teams like the yankees pay for like good players vegas is going to do that for the eternal well, see, that was my question was going to be is are they going under new ownership as well or are they just yeah. relocating i think it's a whole i think it's a whole package deal if anyone I'm knows sure. in chat, let yeah. me know. But if it's like a whole yeah. new organization buying them out and moving them to Las Vegas, then yeah, you're right. Uh, but mm -hmm. I think just right now, man, like it just it just sucks kind of knowing that just like, oh, like for the city, for the folks out there, you know, in, in France and stuff like that, that had their team kind of is being plucked away. Like that just sucks. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, it's we've been there. Hell, we've been there when. The outlaws, you know, and like the pair company got sold and we got bought up by yeah. immortals. Nobody knew what the fuck was going to happen. Are we, are we losing the team? Mm. Are we, you know, what's what's the motivation there? You know, so the chat, chat has let us know that it is the same ownership group, which is interesting. But I think that we'll still see like a, a bigger round of funding coming in because it's uh if i remember correctly and i apologize if I'm, uh, paris has had like notoriously bad funding and that's not a problem with just like their organization it's a, it's actually worked out with a lot of teams i believe i was reading an article recently saying that like paris had like a soccer team or something as well that was bought and then kind of underfunded after the fact and that was one of the reasons we're seeing you know paris not getting the money coming in that they need to be able to make roster changes and do the things that they need to do. Okay, so he's saying it's just relocation for them to sell the team's spot next year. Yeah. I just feel like with them being over in Vegas, they're going to get a lot of influx of money, and with that means being able to buy the talent they want to buy. So I would just say, in my mind, keep an eye on the Eternal for next year, and please Vegas, change the icon. Just gonna <laughs> say that please take away the cock yeah just just take away the cock that's that's all we're asking for the, the, the infinite cock <laughs> the infinite cock that's exactly what it's it is you said it i did the french national soccer team also has a rooster yeah good for good for them i'm very happy for them anybody else new that you think is an underappreciated could still be in it to win it uh bottom tier team in it to win it bottom tier team um look atlanta had a rough go this time around yeah um, but they're not a bottom tier team. They just did bad this stage. <laughs> I mean, I mean, outside of that, who's same with the team? gladiators, though. But no, but they're not. I, uh, they're, bottom, they're not a, like a you know. I think team. there's some real possibility to see Atlanta really go far. I hate to say pay them a compliment, but I think that they can. I mean, they've been consistently good. You know yeah. What I mean? 
I'll tell you what. I will see how it goes if we get. I, I don't. I don't have the schedule in front of me. If I can see Atlanta play the Gladiators post Summer Showdown and see how that goes, I think that will determine everything. And I don't. I don't know if they are or not. Um, but if they did it and Atlanta wins, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, Atlanta's they're they they angry. Let's yeah, do it. Like if you think about it, like Atlanta's record is nine nine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two of those to be have been into the hands of us. If we flip those. If we flip those, right? Uh, then they're then we are essentially sitting at the exact same record and we're right we're right, right. under London, so um, I, I think that they're 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 a sneakily good team. Um, yeah, and we've we've just played them more than more of the folks have. So mm-hmm. it's true. Um, yeah, I think I think they're. I'm more worried. I'm more concerned about Atlanta than I am London and Toronto any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At- Atlanta and Gladiators are the two teams that I think will go far in like the the tournament tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see. Okay. So we're getting close to wrap up, but I got a couple more questions for the panel as we uh, start to wind things down. I want to go into something that might be a little more outside of our usual discussions. I know that we typically just stick to like Overwatch League, only the games, the matches, all that stuff. But I'm really curious what y'all start, the thoughts are on this. Um, how much do you think the game not being live, not being Overwatch 2, is hurting players when it comes to getting practice in. Um, you saw that Piggy got released. <laughs> um, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Piggy was unable to practice and play the game on a regular basis in the current meta against players that are not Overwatch League or Contenders players. Like there's right. just, there's no grind aspect of, of the game. Um, right. And that's, I think, the biggest issue that uh, most of the players had uh, was that they just weren't able to grind out the game effectively. And as a result, a lot of teams were releasing them because they're not playing to their, you know, standards or whatnot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that was my thought process. Um, I think. I think it's hurting the game a lot. A lot of people are watching the games and being like curious about it, but then they can't go in and play it. <laughs> right. Um, and it's the game is too. Yeah. The, the game itself is just two years late, man. Um, <laughs> it really uh, is. It really is. And the fact that they're making you wait even longer to play it. Yeah, and there's you know the the player the the players right now can only practice on it. They can like outside of their the, you know their scrims or whatever they can't they can't play on it um so it's just like you know how are they supposed to get better when if, if you're playing sure. the same teams over and over again you can't really like experiment or or, or or do as much as you'd like um and you know you know obviously you, you have new players right that are coming in that were um you know maybe not in contenders or anything like that or, or played or played for a short brief amount of time but maybe they were uh, they didn't get a ton of playing time on it and now they're getting exposed to all of this and they're getting in there they're getting like you know they're getting boomed and stuff mm-hmm. uh it's just i mean i'm also not a, a um you know a developer or anything like that but i this should have been able to it should have been done a bit more cleanly i think that they could have at the very least maybe put together like a a comp mode for the pros out there or something where maybe they have access to it and they can they can stream some 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 of their 
games when they're not practicing, right? Uh, let some people go out there and kind of build these metas up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. um, so my- this thought process kind of comes from my my co-host from my other show, Hector, who was just was observing. He was like, you know, if they only just left the beta open until maybe like two weeks before they set they do like the full launch, maybe this would have helped the Overwatch two players a little bit. Maybe they, at least they'd have higher level competition that they'd be facing off against instead of the same teams are scrimming against over and over again and you know it give them some more variety that it's it's worrisome right because we have professional players who need to be playing a professional game but they can only play against the other professional players and can't practice in their off time i mean joe a noob you are the person who you know has been like a soccer coach and has played soccer you know could you imagine only being relegated to playing soccer only at a designated time and not being able to do it outside of that so let me tell you, i i know exactly how that feels um uh, so i used to coach for this uh, this this small uh, high school back in Edinburgh, right? Uh, um, Idea Quest. We didn't have a soccer field. Mm-hmm. We had um, basically a patch of dirt and grass that uh, we bought out from a neighbor from a neighborhood. So it was supposed to be like a cul-de-sac kind of an area, but the the field itself was maybe 30 yards in height, maybe by like 300 yards in length. So it was, sure, it was a hella long area right but it was not the width of the field uh we didn't have goalposts we had uh we had uh the intramural league held goalposts that were that were donated to us so our school had very little like um stuff to go by like this is this is my first year coaching this is like my first year of like hey first year program this is what you got so we had literally nothing right like trust me when i say Mm -hmm. it's like that's like you go and you want to you practice on this piece of shit field, right? You can't even pass a ball right because there's so many lumps and bumps on the ground that it just kind of goes everywhere, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then you don't even you don't even really have you don't have actual goal goalposts, so you're you can't do training drills with the goalkeepers. So then you go and you put them in a real game, you know, on a Friday, and they're like the goalpost is twice the size, uh, the field is hella long, like you've mm-hmm. never made an accurate pass in your life. So now, finally, they, here it is, and you're not used to the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that, that's the, the biggest thing is you're not used to the speed, you're not used to the distance. Um, so we had to go about training every different ways. We had to go about this. It was all like cardio. I was like, look, maybe I can't make you the most technical player in the game, but I'm gonna run you into the ground until you mm-hmm. can run with the best of them. And the only way we're gonna win games is just by out hustling everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until halfway through the season when we organized a bus to drive us to a a, uh, a city park that had the tools that we needed. And then we saw some real like improvement. So if I can, I 1000% understand that not being able to practice your craft in the environment that it's supposed to be in is only hindering you like significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And- and I think it's even more so when, like, it is a game, like a video game, mm-hmm. and the version you have readily open access to whenever you want is a far stretch from the game that you're supposed to play professionally. Right. Uh, 
I mean, I think that will come more into the equation once the Overwatch 2 is actually released. I think right now they're just playing on the staggered release, but they're they're only the ones, only the people in contenders, only the people in the Overwatch yeah. League are the ones or, playing Or the that devs now. or, you know, right. whoever have access to it. But, like, I know, like, players like Piggy used to grind ladder in his free time right? Um, to get better at characters, to, you know, uh, work on developing relationships with his teammates um, and stuff like that. And you don't get that when you are playing uh, Overwatch 1 uh, yeah. because you can't grind the characters in Overwatch 1 because those characters aren't the same in Overwatch 2. It does, it does feel like, a bit weird. I have not gone back for the last event because it, it just feels too weird to play at this point. Like you can't play Doomfist mm -hmm. in in uh, Overwatch One because he right. is completely different in Overwatch. I don't. You can't I, play Arisa I, in Overwatch One. I don't get two fire strikes, and it's just the end of my world. <laughs> Reinhardt's probably one of the few characters you can play in. Uh, because he is he's because he's the best character. That's why Reinhardt Diva. <laughs> um, um, Reinhardt Diva, Winston kind of still, he has the little like charge up shot, but like, and that's why I think we saw Piggy playing the Reinhardt because right. he could actually practice the Reinhardt in right. his free time and it's not too, too different. Um, but it's why we never saw Piggy on Doomfist because yep. Piggy can't practice the, the live version of Doomfist, uh, or the, the Overwatch League version of Doomfist. Um, sure, you could probably play the DPS version, but something tells me Piggy doesn't have a very high DPS yeah, ranking, no. ranking <laughs> no, account. No. Um, and so he's going to be learning Doomfist with newbies and people. Yeah. You know, it's going it's to be rough. It's going to be rough. Uh, I mean, even if you made a new account for it, I, I don't know. It just it seems like a mess. Um, mm. I, I think it's really hurting the game. Yeah. Like that Overwatch 2 is not live uh, because people are watching it and are interested in it but like like I said I didn't get to play the beta I have no idea how this Junker Queen stuff is working out like in a team setting so like I'm just watching the games and be like okay that makes sense to me right. <laughs> um, oh uh, I guess she has a bleed <laughs> well <laughs> everyone's anti oh cool that's that's nifty we don't get to play um, we don't get to experience it we don't get to yeah, figure like, out those strategies and like usually usually i feel like you come up with like weird counterplay strats when playing quick play or comp and you, but you know, can't you have, right now you have a symmetra on your team that you can't get off symmetra so you learn how to work around her and then right. you, she puts a teleporter you know up into the you know over circuit royale and you drop in on them from above you probably would never figured that out on your own unless you had a Symmetra on your team that's like master Symmetra or whatnot. Like it's like it's definitely it sounds like you both agree that it's definitely a detriment to the game that yeah. the beta isn't at least still up so that the players can practice at least with scrubs. Anything is better than nothing. Right. Because even if the beta was like it, as long as the beta was still live. And even if there is no competitive mode, you can always make a competitive mode because you can get 
high-level players together into like a private lobby and mm. just scrim in practice against them and you know yeah. do like pug nights with just competitive players and you know right. it's just a way to practice the game without having to be at the office um or give, I imagine... or give away strats your strats yeah right exactly. right that's like, the most important thing right you can't practice you have to practice against the contenders teams if you don't want your strats to get out but even yep. if you use your strats against contenders teams they're gonna be like oh this this kind of works let me try that in our live match this weekend and then somebody else is like oh the gladiators are like oh look look what uh you know they brought out the tour oh one esports did <laughs> oh that's pretty cool let's let's try the pharaoh mercy in our games you know right. it's like it's like you can't it eventually comes out <laughs> whether okay. you're the ones that do it first or not i i i just i it's 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 hard it's tough it's tough <laughs> And yep. you're seeing a lot of players get punished because the league isn't live. Yeah. Or sorry, I the think... game isn't live. Yeah, I um, agree. So a lot of players are losing their contracts because, one, the team doesn't know that their characters that they are good at is not going to be meta. Mm -hmm. And they have no opportunity to get better at the meta characters. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's rough, and I feel really bad for the players. And I wish I could do more, mm. uh, but I I am not the devs. I I don't one know month, what it, one month. But it's over. It's right. over by right. then. League's like, over by then. Like it's like, it's rough. There's no the players that got dropped, you know, or released. Their contracts are done. You know, there there's no. Okay. saving it or recovering so that kind it. of brings me to my final question then as we enter the last bit of this year's overwatch league we've been hearing a lot of people talking about how there have been budget cuts when it comes to the overwatch league we've been hearing things like body body codex been saying some things we've been hearing things about the washington just having budget cuts but when you look at it as a whole overwatch 2 is right around the corner yes it's four weeks away it is a month away but shouldn't right now be the time to be investing in the overwatch league to making sure that people are invested to make sure that we're hosting LAN events and getting people engaged it seems almost detrimental to the overwatch league itself if teams are pulling back their financing on the precipice of overwatch 2 launching well, the thing is, um, I mean, it's the elephant in the room, right? They had a really bad two year, year and a half, two years with everything that happened, sure. all the allegations and stuff, and rightfully so. Right. Um, so, I mean, you look at all the sponsors that dropped, the big name sponsors that dropped out of right. the league, right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that was after the scandal. So, mm. Yeah. Um, you know, the only way that uh, people are going to invest in their team is if they have uh, confidence in the growth of the league. Right. The growth of the league was heavily stifled by the scandals and all that good stuff, right? So mm -hmm. they're saying, huh, we don't have any AAA sponsors here. Why am I going to invest millions of more dollars into this thing if I don't even know it's going to survive another two more years? Mm -hmm. Right? It's, um, you know... Uh, it's, you know, return of interest, right? It's just one of those things where, um, yeah, you, 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 
these are people with money right that that are smart like that's why they they, they can invest in these things is because they can make those calculated decisions mm -hmm. right so it's just not the only way we we can we get out of this all right is if the league picks up some big sponsors fast um the only way we're gonna do that is get rid of bobby Kotick. hey microsoft by activision blizzard just saying <laughs> yeah i i am afraid the overwatch league is running on a uh limited timer <laughs> right um and i think i think to that point i think next year will be the deciding factor yeah uh, I, th I think we will get through league this year but what happens next year is going to be the make or break can i can i say something also really quick you can yeah, yeah. okay so look another thing and this is a discussion that i have with a lot of people right um and the thing is ultimately the overwatch league needs to make it a point right to where like there's some really cool stuff that they that they put out right but they also need to um really figure out who their target audience is mm. right uh because you if you want the league to survive you want people that are going to be buying shit to help your team survive right so this kind of goes up both to the viewer and 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 to the team it's like look if you want your team to do well buy shit from them you want your team to be like i'll be more cool like content and stuff stuff like that buy more merch from their from their stores like if but you don't do is... but hold on hold on hold on okay okay because okay. here's the thing it's, it's like like a lot of a lot of folks just don't do any of that and they're like well i want more of this and this and that who's gonna pay for it like do you think like video editors and um like doing all this like extra paying for content to go out and do fun stuff and like put on the web and it's it's, it's free fuck no like, Overwatch make... League funded by Battle Pass and Overwatch 2. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm saying individually, each team, though, each team that's owned by somebody, right? Like, they have to form find ways to, rev to generate revenue outside of just the league, right? If you buy something from the Overwatch League store, you only get a percentage of that. But if the team puts out its own set of merchandise, it goes directly to the team, right? And, and, and But to your point is, I don't think teams are putting out merch in general like nobody's putting out merch really right they, now well, it's like there's, there's a big drought of merch going on well when it was when it's accessible i guess you know what i mean and then not only that when like whenever, whenever your team is putting together an event or something and they're selling tickets fucking buy a ticket like it's a like, god oh, 20 25 dollars way too expensive okay well then your team's gonna go bankrupt man because running out an arena running out event staff all that but stuff is really expensive but here's the thing, they're not doing any of those things to like but whenever it generate. was around though. I'm yeah. saying whenever it was around now. And even even when we had the, the like some like uh some some of the new events that were kind of coming around this year, people was like, I was like, ah too expensive. And I gotta drive. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well then don't cry when your team can't like buy stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is invest in your team, damn it. Whenever they yes. sell I something, that. I agree. Buy it. I agree. Whenever they have an event, buy a ticket. Yeah, and, and I get, I get, I understand that point. Yes, you should buy your, your team's merch whenever they put out stuff. But, like, I just, I feel like there has been a severe, like, merch drought this year. Because people don't buy it. Well, but nobody's making it either. So, it's like, how are you supposed to buy something if there's nothing to be had? I mean, you could probably do something, like, simple, like, you know get some 
artist to draw up some really cool artwork. If and only then, the outlaws had a fan who drew lots of pictures of the outlaws that you well, can the, sell. I, the outlaws, I feel like, have at least put out some merch merch yeah. items. Like they've done their their the floral hoodies, hoodies and stuff, mm, and like that's true. I, I feel like the outlaws at least have done stuff, but I feel like the other teams, like I'm not seeing as much um, content coming out from them, especially like the the smaller teams with less money. Um, they're not doing anything to make more money. Uh, Fucking hold a bake sale. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Save the league something. through a bake sale. Sell, sell some same. signed jerseys online. Like, I don't know. Come up okay. with something. Uh, but yeah, I, there's just been a severe lack of. We got like the manga and, hoodies and that was it. And I, yeah, I think the Overwatch League merch store in general has been severely lacking as well, where it's like. Did you see that oh, Ryan statue? That was like $10,000. Right, right. Like, stop. No. Like, <laughs> yes, we're going to invest, but we're not going to buy. No one's going to spend $10,000 on a Ryan statue that your dog can knock over and break in an instant. Like, exactly. Fuck out of here. <laughs> So I think when it comes to, to my perception on it, um, to kind of go back to the main question, I think that the I don't think that the Blizzard should be doubling down on the Overwatch League right now. I get like budgets are tight, money's tight on a lot of things, but with the launch of Overwatch Two just on the horizon, cutting back on the cost of the Overwatch League for certain teams is a detriment to it because the Overwatch League does generate a lot of hype and i think the closer that we get to the release of overwatch 2 and the eventual release of overwatch 2 it is a factor that is going to drive more people to play overwatch um there have been many people even like here in austin where we've been hosting a watch party and people have walked by and been like oh my god like I, you guys are like watching a game being played and maybe they didn't have an interest in overwatch before but they wanted to come in because it was houston branded or something along those lines there's ways still right now to use the hype of the Overwatch League to get more people invested in Overwatch 2 and vice versa. When Overwatch 2 launches, to get more people into the league, they should be having a synergetic relationship, poor choice of words, uh, instead of being like disparate like they are right now. So that's... I, I, I was talking with Taylor the other day about this. Um, I think when Overwatch 2 releases and they go into uh, the next stage of OWL mm -hmm. um, I almost think it would be beneficial for them to do the whole meet in one city mm -hmm. like LA yes. and yes. just have it in LA for for a year like because people are gonna people will travel to those games those right. games never were empty for the most part there's always people mm -hmm. in the stadium except for when it was like maybe a thursday game at like noon yeah. you know those were maybe a little bit more empty but there was always people in that stadium there's always people there the teams didn't have to spend money to travel the teams you know had to pay for their facility and their team house and then that was it maybe maybe it doesn't have to be la it could be anywhere, but I feel like there needs to be one central location that all the teams meet up and they just mm. play in that area. And then the fans come to them because that seemed to be the most cost-effective way to run the league. Right. Because the teams aren't having to pay for travel. Teams aren't having to fly out to Hawaii every yep. tournament. Um, they're not having to 
you know, invest all this additional money into all these other things. Uh, some teams live in very expensive areas and other teams live in very cheap areas. And, you know, if you just put them all in the same area, it's, you know, general cost and you could even bunk them up with other teammates if you are other teams if you want to. I've been uh, saying this from the beginning. To your, to your, to what exactly what you're saying, but just be like, whenever you're doing like the midsummer qualifiers or whatever, that's one city. Whenever, and that takes up what a month and a month and a half. But that's too much moving. I mean, although, I, although, although, I, although, I do like the idea. I do like the idea of like all the main games being hosted in LA, but we swap cities for like the tournaments. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay with the tournaments being like in another city or yeah. like maybe there being like one or two games where like teams would have to travel out. But like that's at least that's just one set of like hotel. Like the whole uh, pre-COVID mentality of the game what sounded really cool also was very expensive because yeah. the teams would have to travel to every city and every state every other weekend to go somewhere else and that's hotels that's airfare that's travel that's time out of their days it's rental of any computer that gets really costly really fast and it would just be much smarter and more efficient to just pick a location and just stay there like you know it could be dallas for all i care well, and, let's you know not, let's not go <laughs> but i mean like envy and optic kind of have their own thing going on they know what they got stuff they're done. so sustainable though they're, they're a yeah. sustainable organization but i know so. but we need more like areas like that there's not enough esports teams they're self-sustainable so like yeah. you need more teams to reach that point but they're not going to reach that point because they're spending money traveling and going places and you know doing all this stuff and that's that's probably what hurt the league in the first place was you know all this like additional like all the additional expenditures yeah, yeah and yeah. and you know it seemed like the leaks are kind of like while people were hyped about it you know COVID also happened um so that was an unfortunate reality that you know we got checked on but honestly it probably saved teams a shit ton of money because <laughs> they didn't have to pay for the airport fare to go to Guangzhou that year yeah, you know that is true um and so, I mean, it's not like the the league had a partnership with an airline. If the league had a partnership with, like, you know, United Airlines or, you know, Korea mm. Air, yeah, maybe, maybe it would be something worthwhile. But, like, I, they don't have that. So they're having to pay full price for all this. Like, right. it just, I don't know, the, the idea of it financially sounded lunatic in the first place and mm -hmm. you already had to spend millions and millions of dollars to get a slot and now you have to pay like thousands and thousands of dollars buy -in to was, go buy -in all was, these places mine was 20 million i believe it was, was, yeah, it, was so, it was something crazy ridiculous and they haven't gotten a return on that investment because they keep having to spend more money mm -hmm. um so esports y'all yeah I, honestly if they really want the league to be successful their best bet is to move back to one central location and have all the teams meet up there. Or or if you wanted to keep, you know, APAC and, you know, Eastern or Eastern and Western regions separated, 
mm. have two cities, have one city in, in Asia and one city in the States. And then that's where everybody goes and everybody lives and everybody, you know, hangs out. And mm. honestly, I think the player mentality was better too, because, hey, you know, you were move them, move, move them to Salina, Kansas, bro, where it's yeah. in the middle of, <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere, rents dirt cheap. There's a lot of meth around, but you know what? At least they're gonna get a lot of tourists. People at, travel. At people, hell, a, a, a ticket to a flight to Salina, Kansas, ain't that expensive. Hotel run would be like eighty nine, ninety nine. Um, uh, you know, I mean, a, a night. It's, I mean, yeah. Fuck it. Do that for a year. Save money. <laughs> that's a that's but, a good idea. But, Final thoughts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I I wish the league success. But it just feels like they're funneling money right out the door. Yep, understandable. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I you, man. Yeah, I just we just really hope we can we can we can find some uh, some some investors, you know, um, mm -hmm. and someone to just breathe life into the league. Honestly, that's just what we need because right now it's a lot of the old guard, and and uh, we get some new folks. But I mean, when you when you when you turn around and you look at every other game dev that's doing everything right um you know it's just it's just it's... except for halo <laughs> halo just took a step yeah, back yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah i i, I think we just need to kind of just uh hopefully I don't, and i don't know what the answer is but i think step number one is we yeah we definitely gotta get get rid of good old bobby so sure the future of the league, I think, is really dependent on what goes down over the, ne the course of the next year. Um, if Microsoft, if Microsoft's acquisition goes through, um, if they decide to back Overwatch 2 by promoting the league alongside Overwatch 2, I think that generates more users in both Overwatch 2 and within the league. They, they're, Again, that synergistic relationship of the two needs to stay there. As long as they're putting a little bit of money into the league and making sure that it's at least stable going into the next year of overwatch 2 i'm hopeful if but there is entirely the the chance that if they don't put any more money into the overwatch league we'll just have overwatch 2 and that that sucks because overwatch league is what brought a lot of us together and i think that it has a lot of potential especially because we're on the precipice of a new game launching and that's the time to get excited for sure. the league like we're excited for the league right now because yay we get to watch overwatch 2 but next year we get to play overwatch 2 while we're watching overwatch 2 <laughs> and that's what sells it that's what yeah. that's what brings out the bucks that's what makes us buy the battle passes when they say here's all the houston outlaw shit you can buy in overwatch 2 for 10 bucks a year and we go yes here's money being thrown at the screen we will do that but you've got to keep them together you have to keep the synergistic relationship together you need to make sure that overwatch league and overwatch 2 are just harmonious like zenyatta <laughs> zen i i will point out uh something they did change that i noticed uh that happened this stage mm -hmm. uh they changed the way the ui is uh if a team is playing another team that's not the same color mm -hmm they keep the main colors i did yeah i did see that that was so, nice. like if shock was playing new york it was blue yeah, versus orange colors. yeah um great. And, and and that was something that i noticed that i was like you know what this is actually a really good change that they made because you're not questioning who the white team is all the time <laughs> exactly because um, some of the white teams just look so similar that you're just like who is that <laughs> who is that 
And the white, the font on there is so hard oh to read because God, it's white yeah. on white. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so you're just like, who? <laughs> 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 um, but no, yeah, I definitely. They're they're making little changes like that that I did notice and I appreciate it. Um, I see what you're doing, uh, uh, Overwatch League, and I I'm so glad we're the only green team because we'll always get to be green. <laughs> there you um, go. But yeah, it'd be little stuff like that is definitely a step in the right direction. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely need to make a lot more changes if they want to stay uh, relevant. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all that we have time for this episode. We've talked so much about the Houston Outlaws. We've talked about the Overwatch League in general. Thank you, everybody who stopped into chat. Thank you, everybody who's been uh, speaking with us in chat. We hope we got to all your questions, comments, and concerns. Before we wrap, don't forget that the Lone Star Vanguard actually has a private leaderboard going on for the Overwatch League season. Join in our Discord over at lsv.gg. It's going to be a lot of fun. Who knows? APAC is just messing everybody's pickums up. So who knows what's going to happen? Uh, if you want to send us your love for the Outlaws to read on air, hit me up on Twitter at GNGGCast. Check out my main show, Good Night and Good Game, which is a weekly nerd news roundup. Just posted a new episode today. And it's available on any podcast providers and Spotify. Thank you, Cree, for being with us. Thank you, Noob, for being with us. And until next time, heroes, good night and good game. Bye, guys. Yay, bye. Being a gamer isn't about winning or losing. It's about the experiences, the accomplishments, and the moments you'll never forget. The Lone Star Vanguard is the premier gaming community of Texas and home of the official Houston Outlaws supporters group since 2018. Whether you're an esports fan that just wants to stay up to date on local and virtual watch parties, or you're looking for a safe and friendly gaming community, the LSV is the place for you. Join up now at lsv.gg. And let's game together.